0: Welcome to Deeply Curious. My name is Cody Jensen, and joining me in our New York City studio apartment is my wife, Sarah. Hello. And for the first time ever on Deeply Curious, we have a special guest, hey. our best friend, Josh Kluge. Hey, hey. We met Josh. <laughs> for, uh, Facebook actually popped up and said so we became Facebook friends four years ago. Uh, that's not true.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's probably true. But
0: <laughs> been friends for a long time. Uh, we actually wanted to have him on the show because... We've been friends for a long time and we tend to have these same deep conversations with Josh as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a deep
0: thinker. So we just wanted to have him on the show, see how uh, a special guest episode goes. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. So before we jump into that, this podcast is sponsored by Hint Water. Hint is a sweetener and sugar free water company that makes flavored water. And so if you are into non boring drinks, um, <laughs> but you don't want any of the sugar, any of the carbs, any of the anything, because it's zero everything it's literally just water guys um yeah. and it has flavor in it um you can get a still version so just like regular water with a hint of flavor or a sparkling version which is they call hint fizz which is basically 90 percent of what i consume as my liquids for the day hey.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want to check out hint water you can go to hint.co deeply curious it uh, helps out the show if you just uh check it out and we love it. We wouldn't peddle it if we don't. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So let's jump into the discussion. Hell. So we, we prepped uh, Josh a little bit on what we kind of want to talk about because it seems that uh, you've been having, you've been wanting to have this type of conversation too, or you've been questioning
1: this. Yeah. I, I, I have nothing to
0: add. <laughs> so we're going to have I'm a worried. discussion on what is the difference between insecurity and humility? Yeah. So... Humility, obviously, is whenever you are in, in life, you just are of not of pride. Right. Um, you maybe you're great at something, but you don't go around with your chest puffed up and right. your nose in the air saying, I'm great at this thing. You just are great at that thing. And then you have love and empathy for other people around you. Right. Insecurity can come off as the exact same way because you could be great at something but you're so insecure at being great at it that you keep your head down and you,
2: you kind of just brush off compliments and things like that in a, but coming from an insecure place and not, not like humility.
0: So how, how do we be great at something or it's not even really be about being great at anything. It's just, how do you be confidently in yourself and do what you love to do? But do that with humility, meaning with confidence. Right. Um, if you are just insecure. Or maybe maybe let's try to break down what
1: the difference, mm-hmm. like what is the difference?
2: Between insecurity yeah. and humility? Yeah,
1: Josh, what do you think? Um, so uh, the big difference, like you said, of the humility being um, not, not being almost charged by pride, um, I think the big difference in all of this as I've been like swimming around in this idea for a little bit, is where you find your validation. Mm -hmm. So if you find validation in in being affirmed in the thing that you're doing, that's actually proof of an insecurity. Whereas if you you do what you do and the validation of someone else doesn't matter to you, Mm -hmm. then that's whenever you're... I would say, I guess I don't know if that's more of security versus insecurity, Um, but I think a huge part of insecurity is where you find your validation. And so then right. humility, the the posture in which you have of humility versus insecurity, all that can look the same, it's kind of a what's your motive in that posture? Is the <laughs> motive that I don't need someone else's affirmation and I know that I'm good at this thing or I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Hmm. Or is it, okay, well, I think I just did really good, but I need to make sure that I did that. So, you know, like for, for me, whenever I walk off stage, I'm, you know, in my mind, I'm tempted with the thoughts of, okay, well, is somebody going to come up to me and say, "Bro, that was awesome," or mm-hmm. yeah. um, and almost rating my the success of what I just did off of external response. Whereas humility is walking off that, not walking off stage or or do it, creating content or whatever you're doing, literally in any field, and basically just walking in it without having to walk around and announced you know, once you finish doing that thing or you've posted or whatever it is, Oh, Hey, have you seen my new incredible whatever? And it's just, you know, it's great. Um, but you don't have any need to announce your success to anyone. Maybe, I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like I'm hanging out a little bit on security versus insecurity, but I think there's a lot of similarities between security and humility.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's actually really good. Cause I think for me, mostly it's just, it all stems from insecurity. Like I don't, a lot of people have always said, like, "Oh, you're so humble to not ever announce that or whatever." I'm like, "Yeah, I really think though, I'm just insecure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm trying to be humble. Nope. I, think, I think I just don't know like where I fit, you know. But like, the idea of like humility and insecurity and kind of being tied together is interesting to me because I would have never really thought about that. Thought about it like mm. that, you mm-hmm. know. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah." I mean that just he, listening to that it's I don't know it's kind of like the the insecurity of it is you know if 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 I was to be a musician like so the reason Josh is mentioning being on stage is cuz Josh is a mus- musician and incredible bass player and he didn't say that because he is either insecure or hum- humble <laughs>
1: we'll find out later
0: um so like if I was on stage and I played well and I got off stage, I feel like insecurity would be okay. So you get off stage, somebody does come up to you and they're like, "Bro, that was like the best I've ever heard you play." Mm-hmm. I feel like insecurity and and humility comes in the response, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so if you were to respond with. Um, Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, I really messed up that, that lick, um, you know, on the second song or whatever Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, you like, you try to diminish, diminish what you did Mm -hmm. versus just being like, Oh man, thank you so much for saying that. Like, that means a lot to me that you would, that you would tell me. Um, versus like, I feel like in those times of insecurity, it's like you put your head down and you, you make excuses for how good it was or like, you You try to not make it seem as good as it was, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you don't accept the compliment, and I feel like if you are if you are confident and humble, then you you don't just say, "Yeah, I know, I practiced really hard <laughs> <laughs> you're right that was good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it you know you'd be like, man, thank you so much like I appreciate that mm-hmm. like I feel like maybe to me that's yeah. where insecurity versus humility comes in as the response mm-hmm. I agree with that, yeah.
2: I also think it's interesting that a lot of people don't really know how to accept a compliment. Mm. Just like straight, accept a compliment, mm-hmm. and that's it. Maybe that comes with insecurity, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's and that's in the, even in the culture that I grew up in. On and it's not wasn't even explicitly pushed, but it was kind of modeled. Same. Was a you know when I would you know get off get off stage, um, and someone would say something to me, I almost didn't feel like I was allowed to accept the compliment. I had to either downplay what had just taken place or kind of just, you know, point it towards something else. Of Oh, man, that's because so-and-so did so incredible, which is, to me, is almost robbing you of of feeling the success of what you just did in that moment. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, again, I think it just keeps coming back to value or of, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, if if walking off stage again, like I said earlier of I'm now here, I performed, I presented or whatever. And now there's a question mark on -hmm. what I just did. And now the rate of what I just did, if it was great or if it was junk is dependent upon the types and quality of compliment that I get or or don't get. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think is just a huge, is a huge thing, especially um, in the, in, in music culture. Um, I obviously don't upload videos or create (laughs) content. You you don't want to see anything I do upload because it's probably just one shot with me holding my camera like this because I'm so excited about whatever I'm filming. But I know, I know in like, you know, getting off stage whenever, you know, I've done tours or whatever, and each night being uh you know we play super well, but then we get 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 down, and then you know it's all dependent upon how many people rush mm-hmm. the merch table or try to grab you at the bus in the back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And again, it's it's so easy to do that, but I think a, a huge a huge win for society is being able to do what you love to do. Walking in that without having to announce to the world, because really announcing to the world of hey, this is what I do, or or whatever, the prideful, mm-hmm. the you know, the opposite of the insecurity of oh, really was it good? Is walking around like, I'm a super incredible vlogger, I'm a super mm-hmm. incredible musician, or having to bring it up into conversations. And it's almost in the same way finding validation by how many people you can turn on to yourself. Right. And humility is you know, I think a great example of that is, is our friend Mel, Mel Chan. He, man, that dude has been crushing everything that he's done in massive ways since he was 16 years old, like filling up arenas and type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a conversation with him and you'd have no clue at all. Anything that he has done, just finished doing like you, I was walking around this city yesterday and seeing pieces that he's worked on that are on billboards or in urban outfitters or different things like that. And you'd have no clue that mel had any hand in that and it's not because mel is too scared to talk about it or anything but mel doesn't need you to affirm him to know what he did was good right Mm -hmm. and he doesn't need you to affirm him to know what what he is doing is important to him right and so i think humility is just almost not needing anybody in Mm -hmm. a a way when it comes to personal value
2: so something you said at the beginning of that conversation was about how like the culture you were raised in like you kind of felt like you weren't allowed to accept a compliment. Mm -hmm. Um, I totally feel like that too. I think like we were kind of raised in the same culture and it's almost like you're taught not to be boastful, but they don't really have a different solution for you. Mm -hmm. Like they don't know how to teach you. Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. They're like, don't be boastful. Don't be boastful. Don't be prideful. But they don't know how to teach you like, or they didn't teach us like, Oh, you can still be confident in who you are without being boastful, you know? Mm -hmm. That, I think, I don't know if that's, like, common of, like, our generation or not, but it feels like that is a lot of the problem. Like, insecurity versus humility is, like, we just really don't want to be arrogant and prideful, but Mm -hmm. we have no idea how to be confident Mm -hmm. and secure.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, I think maybe the circles that we have been around is feels like that, but there I feel like there's also the equal and opposite problem in, especially in our generation of overconfidence that
2: yeah,
0: I mean so many people in our age group like they they will without even buying a camera yet announce that they are an amazing photographer, <laughs> you know what I mean like
2: they're a master of photoshop, yes,
0: yeah, um like. Put 1,000 hours. <laughs> yeah. They put yeah. their 10,000 hours in. That's what it is, yeah. 10, and it's like, wait, how did you put 10,000 hours in whenever you haven't even been, like, like, the thing that you're a master it hasn't, hasn't even been invented for 10,000 hours yet. <laughs> <laughs> Snapchat, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's like month three into Snapchat, and, like, I'm a, a Snapchat expert. I put in my 10,000 hours. Like, <laughs> All
1: things camera. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then there's the other side of that, too, that... It's like you have to put out in the world what you are and want to be in order to be that. Right. And so like it's it's not it's like if you are going to be a it's Snapchat like, expert, let's say, like and and you put that in your bio, it's like you're putting that out. If you don't put that out there, you never will be that.
1: But like in your mind.
2: It's like fake yeah. it till you make it.
1: Yeah.
2: Or like, um like you have to tell the universe what you want for it to give it to you kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like Put out good vibes, you get good vibes. Right. Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, so this is kind of what I was thinking when you were talking about Mel, is, like, um, how, like, basically, somebody who is amazing at what they do, how do they share, what's the proper way to share Mm -hmm. what you do in humility? Like, if... Let's just take Mel out of the equation to not be so hyper specific, but just say somebody like that, somebody who is very talented designer or musician or Mm -hmm. fisherman, anything it's, they're amazing at it. How do they share what they're doing in humility in the day and age of social media, Mm -hmm. in the day and age of like everybody who you come in contact with America's first question is what do you do? Because that's how Americans find validation. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Like what what do we do? Go ahead. I don't have anything. I'm just taking a big deep breath. With uh, <laughs> got nothing to say.
2: I think. I mean, I don't know the answer to that, but I know it when I see it. Like mm-hmm. I, I follow certain people because I can tell that they're genuine people, even though they're extremely talented and sharing their work and putting it out there. I can tell that that they're genuine and not like eye roll emoji. Oh my gosh, shut up kind of thing. Right. But I don't know what the answer is, but Mm -hmm. I know that like you, you can see it when you see it, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know for me in moments where I can tell that what I'm doing or what I'm so say, I'm trying to think of an example or say like in moments during shows where, you know, I'm getting ready to play a line. There are literally moments in, in time where I'm thinking, Like, I'm going to play something, and then the second I finish that, there's been times where I've thought, ooh, I wonder what so-and-so in the audience, if I had a friend that was in that town that night or something, thought of that line. Um, Or before the fact, doing like, I'm going to play this thing and people are going to freak. I think the difference, at least in that specific instance, is... Am I playing that line so that people will freak, or am I playing the line that was just what the moment called for, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it had a good response, and okay, cool, yeah. yeah, whereas again, just for I keep coming back to this, but what's what's your motive in posting? what's your motive in right. creating yeah. you know right. if it's if it's that's it, then that's insecurity because you're literally doing it for validation, right?
2: but yeah. then there's a question, or it brings up a question for me, like is it? Is creating for an audience in mind specifically, uh-huh. is that like a good or bad thing versus just creating for yourself and then having an audience actually love it? Like, is there something wrong with creating with a specific audience in mind? Like, oh, I'm going to create this song because I know this audience will love it. Mm-hmm. Like what um, John Mayer was talking about on his Hot Ones interview, right? Mm-hmm. He, he plays these, what is it, one-four songs. If he like, said like he
0: does the, the, he'll write the four chord songs for everybody else. Right.
2: Cause he knows they're crowd pleasers.
0: But then he'll write the 16 chord songs for himself because he needs to be able to play that. Right. Hmm.
2: So like, is that, hmm. is that wrong? I don't necessarily think so, but I think yeah. it depends on your posture. I think it depends on, on how you're presenting it.
1: Yeah. Well, in, in my mind, it's this of, you know, does my audience so in that whole you know creating for an audience I don't think there's anything wrong with creating for an audience in fact you know anybody that's if we look at you know psychology counseling self-help whatever that Mm -hmm. whole vein that is literally creating for an audience but that's because they believe that this audience needs it right so if your audience and again not if your audience needs it to where oh man well they will just be enjoy this as opposed to need it right um so if it's enjoyment, then they shouldn't do it. No, that's dumb. But I think it comes back again. I guess I'm just hanging out on this mountain of motive mm-hmm. for the day of does my audience, does in my audience, does, ah, uh, how am I saying to say this? Like taking me out of the equation. Mm-hmm am I doing this for a, from a pure place for my audience or does right. me doing this for my audience cause me to feel like my audience loves me more mm-hmm. or likes me more or wants me more or would want to be around me or whatever it is? Right. Because I mean, that's my life is dedicated to audience. Right. Like, I'd be lying to say that Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're doing anything for audience, then you shouldn't. <laughs> well, then I need to quit um, both of my jobs, I need to, uh, stay, stay home all day, every day because my life is around people. Like i literally, that's what I do from one-on-one conversations to stage time to whatever it is. And so I can't, I would think that it's, I would be hypocritical to say that you can't do anything for yeah. audience because then I need to give up every form of payment I make. <laughs> um, yeah. but I think again, it comes back to the whole, you know, why, what, why your audience? Does your audience need it? I mean, because, you know, for for a writer, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I really think my audience needs this. That's why I'm, you know, doing it. But then you also see other books that people are, you know, they put out and they say, man, this book was for me. Mm -hmm. I wrote this book strictly for me and knowing that people would benefit along the way. But then you hear other times where, yeah, I just noticed an epidemic in culture where this thing needed to be be addressed. And this was something that I walk in uh, really well because I went through a period of not walking in it well. And so... Here, for t- for the rest of you, mm-hmm. um, here's what I've learned along my walking. Yeah. I don't think that's wrong. Yeah. I mean, I mean,
0: everything that we do as well is like, I mean, we're literally recording this podcast. So hopefully somebody Whoa. will listen. We're, re- we're <laughs> recording? <laughs> you know? But we, I uh, completely agree. Like, I think in everything, in almost every conversation we even have on this show, it all comes back to, who are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. Like...
2: And And why
0: are you doing it? Why are you doing it? It's, it's, but I, that also comes back to, I still think this is more along the conversations of insecurity versus security or like being, being insecure or, I mean.
2: So we really need to define what humility is. Is that what you're saying?
0: I guess. I mean, I just feel like. It, or or is that is that the same? Are those
2: synonyms? Security, humility.
1: Like, I guess yeah, security is humility, or, or I guess security breeds humility. Yeah, it's the mm-hmm. product of security is humility. In in my mind, again, that's not Webster. That's yeah. Josh's rationale. <laughs> but that that to me, they they go hand in hand.
2: I mean, I agree. You yeah. can't be humble if you're not secure. Like,
1: right, true, true. So, humble. but true humble, yeah. but
0: security can take two different facets because you can be secure and humble or secure and prideful, right? Because you can be like, I mean, I would say I've gone through that, like my, in my life, like I've gone through a, I've always been secure from a very young age. I've always been very secure in who I am, but I went through, whenever I was younger, I went through a, a long season of being prideful and secure in who I am. And then it, you know, through, I mean, basically through finding like, A deeper connection to God, like in in giving myself over to something bigger than myself and like becoming more of a mature person and a more spiritually mature person, I have transitioned now into hopefully being secure in who I am and humble, Mm -hmm. um, at least like on that journey Mm -hmm. towards that. And so I, I don't think security is a synonym for humble. I think that you need, if you are insecure, then you're not maybe humble you're just insecure but once you find security you have to like
1: then walk through that process walk. of humility
0: right and and not that it not if you go if you go from insecurity to security you don't go like from insecurity to security and prideful and then you have to work your way to humble yeah, like yeah. right but just, your just yeah i just think that uh security
1: takes on different yeah uh, character traits hmm. But even pride in my, in my mindset, so I did a, in college, I did a whole paper on pride and such a random paper, I did. <laughs> but, um, it was all upon the idea of pride breeds disunity and the thing the world needs more than anything is unity. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at the teachings of Jesus, if you look at the teachings of, you know, a lot of religions, um, not just in the Christian realm, but in a lot of religions, unity is a, of a is a chief value. And pride, um, to some, some people, they some philosophers, they say that pride is a form of insecurity. Pride being an insecurity to where you feel like you need to be boastful or announce yourself. Mm-hmm. And that, that in and of itself is a form of insecurity because without announcing yourself or without standing out from the crowd in a way i guess that's the huge thing there yeah. with pride is the need to feel like you stand out and the need to feel like you are different and the idea of being like everyone else around you not being someone who's an oddball in a crowd suffocates you or something of the sort because i i went through a huge thing of that you know whenever we would go on group trips and you would have the group t-shirt and i wouldn't wear the t-shirt because everyone else is wearing the t-shirt <laughs> or whatever it is and it's, that's a form of pride that says my security is found in being different, which is a form of insecurity because you're mm. not mm-hmm. truly okay with just who you are. You can wear the sh- same shirt that everyone else is wearing. I literally left a party in college because I showed up and our friend Dowie was wearing the same shirt as I was. And so I left, changed, and came back. And I was so annoyed in that moment, but I look back and think to myself, wow, how insecure of me was that to need to change my clothes, even though I walked in and was, you know, so, so prideful in a way of, man, oh, you're wearing that freaking shirt. All right, dude, I'm out of here. I'll be right back or whatever it is. And so yeah. I think to me, a huge form of insecurity taken on in a different way. Cause really what it is, is I think security is right, is like here in the center and then you have um, I'm trying to think of a word besides insecurity because that's the antonym of it, but mm-hmm. you have if, if security is the center, then the mm-hmm. pendulum extreme to the left is pride, and the pendulum extreme to the right is I don't I don't want to say timidity because I don't want to I don't want to you know yeah put a poor light on being timid, but mm-hmm. for the lack of knowing a better word, we'll say right. that, and the happy in the not just happy middle but just true, you know, call it Zen or call it completeness, wholeness, whatever right. is right there in the middle where you are secure. You don't have to announce yourself or walk mm-hmm. around knowing that you're the you're the the hot stuff or telling mm-hmm. everybody you are or whatever. And then you're also not looking for everybody else's approval of you to affirm that you are secure. And it's just here in the middle. Yeah. I'm so it. it is right there in the middle. Humbleness. Again, I think it's the fruit of security is there in the middle mm-hmm. being humble because, again, the whole humble... I think humble is an ex, is a genuine expression of security as opposed to something that you can wake up, put the hat on today, and today I am humble. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't think humility... Humility is something you can work towards, but I think it is the byproduct of security. Yeah,
0: totally agree because I think that... Can you... Okay, so I'm saying I agree with this question. Can you decide to be humble?
1: (laughs) I don't think so.
2: Hmm. I think... I mean, I would say, like, maybe that's too strong of a, like, definitive. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But... I do think that you can. I mean, there's a reason that you went from being prideful to being humble, right? Like, you went, like, the, the, I yeah, don't know.
0: But also, I would counter that with, yes, I did go on that journey, but that journey wasn't on searching for humbleness. It was it was seeking after God, mm-hmm. and the fruit of that was that I became more humble,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I was actually very surprised one day whenever somebody who didn't know me through the journey, they had recently met me and like, they only knew me for a few months. And they're like, the thing that I love about you is how humble you are. And I was like, what? I've never heard that.
2: that."
1: (laughs) I've been in offices telling people, telling me that I'm not that.
0: Like, okay, sweet. Now I'm humble now. (laughs) (laughs) You have this
1: boost of pride in being told you're humble.
2: (laughs) know I think that you can decide to like you can wake up and just realize what you know a terrible person you are and just be like okay I need to fix this mm-hmm. right and like go on a journey to fix it I don't think that it's gonna be a definitive like I am humble mm-hmm. right like and you can't decide that for yourself I don't think I don't yeah. like I don't think that you can say like I'm humble because that sentence right. in itself is not mm-hmm. humble right right but I think that you can wake up and realize that you know you're on the wrong path, and that you're kind of a terrible human being, and you need to be better, right? What a
1: terrible morning! I think, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, awful morning. But I think it, it can happen. Yeah. So but, I feel I feel like you can choose that, but it's not exactly just like. But I think
1: it. you would be
0: choosing to act humble, like because I feel like in the moment, let's say Josh came up to me and he was like, "Bro, that last vlog you did was amazing." I would then say, "Okay, I'm trying to be more humble." So that I, my response to that would be like, how would a humble person respond to this? Mm-hmm. And so it would be a conscious like effort of like, okay, yeah. I, instead of doing what I normally do, I'm now going to react this way. And so you're choosing to react in a different way, which I don't think is yeah. truly being humble. It's not being humble yet. I'm not saying it won't get there, but I don't think you're choosing to be humble. I think you're choosing to react humbly.
2: Right. But just in the same way, fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like that works... In all directions.
0: Yeah, I'm not... Okay, so, uh, yes. I I think maybe the answer to the question... I agree with you in saying that, yes, you can choose to be humble, but you don't choose to be humble
1: overnight. You choose to act humble until it becomes natural.
2: Right, that's what I'm saying. Hmm. Yeah, it's a journey.
1: Yeah, I want to bring up what Cody said as just another thought. He was saying he focused his attention, you know, the, the, the terminology fruit of or results of... Um is kind of what's just like brewing in my mind right now of when you had said you weren't necessarily trying to focus on being humble, but you were focusing on centering yourself. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of that, the fruit of the result of, and it's kind of this idea of, you know, you can, it's basically, what are you trying to materialize? There's a materialization taking place, but are you focusing your attention on becoming a tree or are you focusing your attention on becoming a fruit? And this idea of if you focus your attention on becoming a tree by getting your roots down and it doesn't look like the fruit, but again, the product of a tree that is rooted, that is, you know, soiled, has gone through the process and then starts sprouting up is off of its branches comes fruit. Mm-hmm. And then whenever a storm comes or something, a challenge or whatever it is, its the tree just blows, and sure, one of the pieces of fruit might fall off, but the foundation of the tree is still there to still yield fruit. As opposed to focusing all your attention on the fruit of all right, this is what we're going to call the fruit and apple, um, and we'll pick the apple of humility. And I'm going to focus all my attention on materializing right. this apple, and I finally get it enough—just brain power and focusing and staring at nothing—and it just pops up. And then all of a sudden, two weeks go by, and then the inside of it starts getting rotten Mm -hmm. and there's worms in it and Mm -hmm. then a a storm comes or whatever and it just blows away and it's this idea that to me I think is we have to look at the word that comes between or that comes after fruit and see of like the fruit of the result of all of that Mm -hmm. was for you humility Mm -hmm. and so really realizing that Humility is something that, to me, you can try and focus being more of, but whenever it's pure Mm -hmm. or genuine, it comes as a natural result of, Mm -hmm. as opposed to something that you're necessarily needing to engage, be more humble, be more humble, because then you can also, just getting to a... A self-hatred mode of you're for constantly sure. examining: Am I being humble? Was that humble? Was that humble? And it's just mm-hmm. no. Am I being centered for right. your thing? I'm focusing my attention on being centered, and the result of being centered for you was humility. Mm-hmm. so that, to me, is where I think it comes from: is not necessarily focusing on. Now, obviously, you can, being like focusing your attention on centering yourself wasn't, you know, without choosing in moments to not react in prideful ways right. mm-hmm. so it's not just say oh yeah i'm just choosing to be centered not even paying attention to the way i act i'm still going to be a prideful jerk but whatever um but i think it's a hand in hand of humility being a natural response is so much easier whenever you center your, whenever you were centering yourself Mm-hmm. And then choosing it was something that you desired to do as opposed to felt obligated to do because it was yeah. changing you. Yeah. Because I think that it comes
0: down to self-awareness. Mm. Like the centeredness be made you, whenever, let's say, you know, you are prideful, you choose to start centering yourself um, and like seeking after things other that are bigger than you as a person. And so you're centering yourself. And then the next time that you're prideful, you actually recognize it. Mm-hmm. And whenever you recognize it, that's the very first step in, yeah. in, in, in the, that's the, the journey. That's when you have the
2: opportunity to change it. Right.
0: And so it's like, I think, yeah, I basically what I'm saying is I think that the, centering yourself is the most important thing. And just if you were to just focus on changing your pride, then you are just constantly thinking about your reactions. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you won't get as far like. Yeah. The, and then, if you weren't like focusing on the bigger the root, I guess, mm-hmm. um, which made me think about the question of if humbleness is the the fruit of the centered tree, insecurity
1: is the fruit of what tree? I mean, we can just be, we can just go antonym and say the uncentered tree. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well the, yeah. or the self-centered tree yeah
2: i would say both of those
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think i
0: think yeah the 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 self-centered tree is a is a good uh I mean, because
2: if you're self-centered you're still looking elsewhere for validation like, yeah right you you have no idea what you're doing you know? I, I
0: think also the unaware tree
2: mm-hmm. because
0: man i i think there is not nearly enough weight that all of us put on, like, Mm self-awareness. and Totally agree. I mean, we, if you've been listening to Deeply Curious, um, this comes up in almost every single episode because, I mean, I truly believe this in that to know and to change and to do any of anything, (laughs) like, you have to be... Anything in a
2: healthy manner. Right. You have to
0: be Mm self-aware. Like... All change, I feel, all change for good comes from the first of the self-awareness. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, there's, uh, I can't remember the quote exactly, but there's a quote that's saying, that says something like that. Like, um, a person doesn't change and grow until they get tired of their own bullshit.
1: Wow, that's <laughs> it's good. Like,
2: but it's true. It's like you mm-hmm. have to recognize that, you know, you're terrible. Yeah. And what you're doing is is not ideal, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then that's the only time change comes about.
1: Yeah. Reminds me of the Goonies like uh, they didn't they couldn't have gone on the the, the trek to find uh, one eyed Willie's treasure if they didn't realize that there was actually a treasure to go be found. Right. Right. And so the proof of that was, you know, Chester Copperpot. Now, the reason I know all of this is because I literally just watched it the other day. (laughs) But like deep in Josh's mind, deep in Josh's mind, whole plot to the Goonies that he can bring up in any conversation. Truffle shuffle soon to come. Um, But in the reason that they knew that it was attainable, though, was because the person that had gone before them, Chester Copperpot, had found little, you know, Fragments of the treasure that was promised, mm-hmm. and that the treasure was there. And so, in this place of discovery, you can't—you can't really go find this treasure of security if you're not aware that you don't have it mm-hmm. and it exists. Yeah. Right. Because if they, because the whole point of that movie was to get money so they could save their neighborhood and not all have to move out because of the new country club that was moving in. Well, if they had the money elsewhere, there would be no need to go find that treasure. But it was the realization of their lack that caused them to go towards something that they needed. And so in the same way, like the realization of your lack of security, your lack of, you know, fill in the blank results in your realization that you need it. And then almost the encouragement to keep on going are the people in front of you, the Chester Copperpots, if you will, that have trekked the journey and maybe they haven't arrived to it. But they still, in, in and of themselves, have possessed fragments of it. And Now, I think, luckily, the journey of security um, or humility isn't, isn't one that no one has successfully done. Because I can name so many people that walk in that so Absolutely. well. But I think, ultimately, in the same way as, as those kids going on that trip was allowing the person that you see before you that possesses that to act as an encouragement, to keep on going and to keep on going through whatever obstacle Mm -hmm. because you realize what you lack and you know, it exists and this is a confirmation that it's achievable to be able to get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I absolutely agree that everything takes like a community, right? No matter what you're trying to attain, like it takes a community and in that, or I guess recognizing and, um, like, admitting that in itself is a form of humility, I think. Just saying, like, look, I know, like, I'm confident in who I am, but I know I can't do this without other people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like,
0: Yeah, I think that is definitely a part of it. Just, like, the humility comes with recognizing that you can't do it by yourself. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: because
1: in, in what you were saying about your journey through pride and humility, it was somebody recognizing that you're an arrogant prick <laughs> and needed that to be adjusted, and which illuminated your mind to the necessity of that mm-hmm. being something you wanted to walk towards, not focusing on it, but then going towards the centered tree to use that image. And then again, in comu- community, somebody else was saying, Hey, man, you're like, a- I love how humble you are. And it was community that made you aware, mm-hmm. and community that notified you of your change. Mm -hmm. And I, man, I cannot tell you how many freaking times, how cluelessly I've been walking through life. Not because I'm not a self-aware person, but namely because my normal Mm
2: -hmm.
1: or or what I was doing wasn't necessarily in my mind wrong, but it was just my normal. Mm -hmm. And so anything, you know, I used this example last week in a conversation of growing up, I had no idea what my dad did for work. All I know is he worked for this, worked for the government. And every time I tell that to people, they start asking me a hundred questions. Well, what do you mean? Blah, 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 blah. I was like, well, he would you know travel the world all the time. Anytime any sort of crisis broke out right in the early 2000s, whenever they were first trying to establish peace between South Korea and North Korea, my dad just, so, just, just happened to be taking a trip to Korea and the government embassy there. And then after all the 9-11 tragedies, he was in the Middle East and everyone's just telling me, oh my goodness, I just could not handle not knowing what my dad did for work. Well, it's not that I was a genuinely less curious individual, but I grew up in a house that didn't talk about what my dad did for work. So it wasn't that it was wrong, mm-hmm. but it was just my normal.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But then being around people who they did talk to their dads about what they did for work and they knew their dad's coworkers' names and all these things, I realized that what my normal was was actually abnormal. And in the same way in community... We realize that what our normal is, is actually, call it abnormal, call it incorrect, call it needs to be changed, whatever it is, but it's ultimately this, you need people to Mm -hmm. give you that shock of, hey, prick, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs)
0: change. Um, So I want to stay on the same conversation, but I want to shift the question a little bit. Okay. And so humility, insecurity, Mm -hmm. let's say... As humble people like who create content, like if somebody, how do you create, how do you share the work that you create humbly? Because in this world of social media and, you know, not self-promotion in a bad way, but the need for self, like we are our own PR agents. Mm -hmm. So we have to self-promote in order to share the art that we are creating in order to make a living. So, right. How do you do that in humility? How do you humbly share the the work that
1: you create? Yeah. Well, to me, it's it's do you believe in your content? Do you believe that what you are creating matters? And if you believe what you're creating matters and people engaging with it, well, and you have to de- you have to decide, you know, what does matters mean or what is You know the uh, what? What am I aiming for? So if you believe what you're doing matters, and what you are aiming towards in what you are doing allows people to connect with what you believe matters, then with that at the forefront of your mind, I think that that's how you do it. Like the reason I get up on stage multiple times a week isn't necessarily because I want I believe that I want people to have better Instagram pictures of me playing or speaking or whatever it Mm -hmm. is, but it's because I believe that what I'm presenting matters and seeing people walk away with the experience that they're going to have or the content that they're going to hear or whatever it might be, or just simply to enjoy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: all of those things matters enough to me that that's why I put it out. And that's why I, you know, I'm, I'm probably the last person to talk about self-promotion because I don't do that. Well, I think the last thing I posted on Instagram was last year. (laughs) Um But again, I think my, my example um, is not the example that has to be taken because I know people that are way more secure than me that post more and self promote more, but it's not because, you know, I was in a conversation, I'll say like this, I was in a conversation with my friend JP and JP is a part of this massive music company that puts out content all the time. And a lot of those people are his best friends. And JP says, you know, some people look at it as I'm trying to self-promote my friends, but I believe so much in what my friends do that if I didn't promote that they were doing, I believe the world would be missing out on what was inside of them that the world needs. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think, um, well, to go with that, I don't know how to self-promote either. It's <laughs> the worst. I feel gross doing it, but I know it's important. So there's that. Um, but uh, this author, John a. Cuff, wrote a thing. I think on Twitter. Anyways, it it kind of like changed my mind on self-promotion. Because um, he said, um, authors, promote your books. Like who cares if people are tired of seeing your self-promotion because you spent years mm. and years working on something and it deserves to be seen. Yeah. So I feel like um, just kind of taking that approach of like, I worked really hard on this and I'm proud of it. Not like I need you to see this, but like I'm proud of it. I feel like is... I I don't know, a good approach. It made me consider self-promotion differently because I always feel kind of icky self-promoting. Like, oh, hey, like I I know you have a lot of other things to watch, but can you watch (laughs) my video? You know, like it feels kind of gross. Um, But just looking at it from that perspective, like you worked really hard on this and like, you know, you worked on it for a reason, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: to celebrate what you have found fulfillment in or enjoyment in. I mean, that's every dance recital, music recital for kids growing right. up. You're not doing the pe- – like, they're not going to lessons every week so that they can come to the recital and so that mom could be proud. Now, I know that there are some soccer moms that put their kids in all of those things because they feel validation from that. And that's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation. But I'm not a soccer mom, so I can't speak to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but – That's It's it's, again, it kind of comes back to that of I'm not taking music lessons every week or I'm not taking dance lessons every week because I want you to come to my recital and tell me how awesome I am. But the recital is just a celebration of you coming. Basically, the recital is you coming in and seeing and enjoying what I've been enjoying for the past six months and been preparing for. I've been preparing so that you enjoy it. I freaking enjoy this thing and I love it and I feel fulfilled in it and I want you to come into my experience of fulfillment.
2: Right. And like, we don't look at like traditional like promotion and and go, I can't believe they're promoting that product. You know what I mean? And we don't do that. Yeah. We only do that to individuals who are promoting their own product. Hmm. That's so
0: true. Wow. (laughs) I've never
2: thought of that. So, like,
0: you see a trailer for a movie, you go yeah. in the subway, you see an ad for the same movie, you go oh. to Times Square and you yeah. see a massive billboard for that movie, and we don't think anything
2: about it. We don't think anything, don't think about, anything about, it. about it, except but, for,
0: I want to see that movie. Exactly. <laughs>
2: right. But when someone posts on their Instagram, Hey, I'm a photographer, I'm, bu- I'm booking sessions or whatever, we, like, roll our eyes. Oh, oh my God. Why? I wonder it makes if that's no because sense. we
0: can't be proud for other people.
2: Well, that, I think, is a big deal. Like, it's... Part of it. There's this kind of, like, issue that... Because of, I feel like, the social media and, like, kind of the culture that we're in now, um, seeing other people succeed kind of makes us worried. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, like, somebody else is doing something and I need to do it or I'm going to miss out. or You know, everything moves so fast. And so we feel like we need to be doing what everybody else is doing. And Mm -hmm. so when someone succeeds, we kind of see that as, like, we missed our opportunity. And
0: we see individuals as competition. Yes. And we see... Movie studios or products or whatever, as just things we see, yeah. they are like, what they are. They are, they are like, mm-hmm. we're not competing with Hollywood, we're not competing with Everlane's new underwear. Like, right. we are competing with, like, we feel like we're competing with the other people on social yeah. media, right. the, other the individuals. individuals who are like putting this stuff out there.
1: So, then I wonder if it would be different if JJ Abrams had his own Instagram account and was posting, was the main person posting about his new movie. If I we mean, would feel I, the same way,
2: I would feel completely different about it. I yeah. would still treat it like traditional media. Yeah, like
1: because because he because has he's already, an unattainable individual, he's well, not unattainable, a, yeah. but just something you're not connected to. Yeah, yeah,
2: I would say it's unattainable. Like it, yeah. it's just that kind of there's like this distance you're removed from, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of idea. You almost still
1: use it as inspiration.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So here's an example. Um, Paul, whenever they started Laney,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was it helped. I don't want to say hilarious because it It was because I was thinking of this exact example. Okay. So Paul, (laughs) Paul, whenever he started Laney had a group of, of his friends that absolutely loved the music. We were freaking out. We were excited for him. But then along the same lines, there were people that had nothing but negativity to say and had were, you know, comment this comment that and anytime something would come out it would be there would have you'd have these people that would be championing it and then you'd have people that almost had to give prefaces as to why it was okay to be received or something weird but i watched i watched him experience this thing um where i don't know it's just so strange and i think again was that whole going back to what you're saying of watching other people succeed mm-hmm. almost is a light, the the light that they're illuminating is exposing on you. Oh, wow, I'm not being successful because and I don't have direct examples that I'm going to talk about, but. There were people that grew up with him, went to college with him that were in the same, you know, graduating class. And they're looking at Paul selling out arenas multiple nights in a row. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, not living out what they view as success. Mm -hmm. And I think it's triggering inside of them. Yes felt lack, as you were saying, you know, I should be further than I am. And so the natural response of insecurity
2: mm-hmm.
1: is they have to downcast that. Yeah, bring them
2: back down right, to your yeah, level.
1: Exactly. It's, it's, bring it's like them back down, you, down you to want, your level. You want to,
0: you only want to, those around you, you only want to lift them up to the point that you are. Yeah. Anybody who's trying to go above you, you want to pull them back down. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like if you're driving on the highway... Anybody who's slower than you um, is an idiot. Yeah. And anybody who's faster than you is insane. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know? It's like, but anybody, like, if <laughs> you're going, so
0: going the same, like, we're good. We're yeah. good. And that just made me think You're behind about, me, just right behind me yep. at the same speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, It's, I, I don't know. It's just the, I don't understand why we can't be just happy for people. Yeah. And the thing that made me, like with Lainey, um, let's take a bullseye. And say you have the center, which is like actual friends, actual close relationships. Mm -hmm. All those people are like, holy cow. Excited. Like excited. Then there's this next ring. These are all the acquaintances, all the people, the one-time meetings, the two-times meetings, the like I've been to college with, I've been to like live in the same town with, all that type of stuff. Same
1: dorm, whatever, yeah.
0: All of those people, well not all, but you know, the the majority, a lot of those people in that ring are the ones who are like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I knew, I mean, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's not, it's not like it's that good, man. It's like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I could do that. Yeah. And it's like, they, they try to bring like, instead of lifting up, like the person say, yes, like people from Tulsa, like, yeah, we're doing it. Like, look, look at like us as a community. It's more like, don't look at that individual because it's not me Yeah. or something along those lines. And then there's the outer ring with no experience, they just hear the music and they're like, holy awesome. crap, this is awesome. That's music rules. Until, so that's like the beginning stage. That's whenever it's just breaking out of the box. It's like, we're, we're talking about, we're, we're touring, we're like posting things on social media, maybe EPs are coming out, but we're not selling out arenas yet. But then, once we're in like, we are selling out arenas and you go into Urban Outfitters and it's playing over the loudspeakers and all that stuff, then those people shift their mindset and now it's like I knew those people once. Mm-hmm. Like, well, because it benefits because, a it, benefit because to them. it benefits them now. Those people suck, you know. <laughs> oh, before, that's before when they were relatively unknown but starting to break out, they wanted to pull them back down. But then once they were completely oh, broken out and, yeah. and had a name that everybody knew, now they want to say I knew
1: them. It's like they one, can attach uh, their yeah. name
2: to Lainey, and it know. makes them cooler.
1: Ugh, I feel gross. <laughs> i don't do that but i feel gross that that's like a real thing
2: i mean yeah i think Laney's a perfect example because he comes from tulsa but that happens it's just across the board it's just
0: a close example because we all are all familiar with it but i mean you could i think that 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 pattern
2: yeah happens with like anybody who's
0: a who's a breakout
1: yeah well and then i mean it's so true it's you know reminds me of this the so like the social media detox that I had done and the reason was because I was there would be moments where I'd literally be just in tears mm-hmm. so happy about what I was doing for work and life and then I would get on stories and I would see my friend Sean's in Istanbul and mm-hmm. my friend Mel is in somewhere else and my friend Max is this place and Nick is this place or whatever and it could even be in their town but just Posting something that they were doing massive. And I would literally go from so excited and so happy about what I was doing to literally asking questions of did I miss it? Yeah. Am I did I do something wrong? Why am I not? And it's time out. Rewind five minutes ago. You were in tears, stoked on everything that you just got done doing. Literally last night you did blank. That was the highlight of your year. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah. It's that whole that whole thing that I can't even define of that you seeing somebody else's life and the success of someone else's life, if you aren't secure is almost competition with your security.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, it definitely, it makes you, the thing is, is that there are, a well, like 8 billion people on planet earth. Right. Not all 8 billion people can do the exact same things, right? Like that doesn't work. But for some reason in our head, we think, oh, they're finding success doing this. That means I need to do it so that I have success. Hmm. But that's not the truth. Like success looks 8 billion different ways. Wow. You know? I think mm-hmm. we forget that especially with social media. Dang. It's just so easy to look at somebody and be like, "Oh, they're so successful and look how fun they're how much fun they're having." Yeah. I I don't feel that right now. Mm. But the point is is that you're sitting on your couch scrolling Instagram. Of course you're not like yeah, having feeling fun right way. now. Yeah. Like you're just sitting on your couch scrolling Instagram. <laughs>
0: yeah, because I think Dang. I think true success is contentment with what you have. Yeah. Like that and that's why I feel like I agree that success is different for seven billion different people because eight. eight well,
2: it's well, more than no seven. one
1: billion. They they'll never. They'll never it. <laughs> um, so seven out of eight yeah. people, seven out of eight billion yes. will find success. Yes, one billion of you, you're just here for our amusement. Sorry, <laughs> uh, it, like with the, there are eight billion different
0: types of success because it's contentment with what you like, who you are, and what you have versus yeah. the seeking of more Mm -hmm. and i think that all different levels of success come in in
1: that yeah yep that i love that visual of success looks eight billion different ways because it kind of creates a unique thing of no one will have if i truly run towards what i'm was made to do it will look different than everyone else and that's what the world needs
2: yeah well there's a quote that's like that it says it's my quote it says um, don't ask what the world needs but ask what makes you come alive because what hmm. the world needs is more people who have come alive
0: I, I'm gonna leave for Sarah Jensen
2: <laughs> <laughs> no I didn't say that um but that's exactly it yeah. and the you know we look to all these other people to to kind of build like what we think success is right mm-hmm. but we can't actually follow in their footsteps because our success is going to be completely different than theirs. Yeah. You can take inspiration and maybe some pointers from people, but you can't look at um, Steve Jobs's life and do exactly what he did and get to where Steve Jobs was because mm-hmm. you were not Steve Jobs. Yeah,
1: you weren't made to be Steve. Right. Jobs. Just like yeah. Steve
2: Jobs could not be Bill Gates. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's just it's completely different.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that security. Yeah. Is realizing that. But not just realizing that and walking around with your shoulders down and like, oh man, I'm just made to be unique or whatever, but walking in that almost as a, an excitement of a new journey you're getting ready to walk out on. I don't know, just that, there's this, that idea of. If I'm doing what I was made to do and walking towards what I was made to do, it's going to look different than everyone else. But I don't want to be known as a carbon copy. I want to be known as an adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were all created to be known as. Yeah. And that's security. It's, it's, yes. I think the thing
0: that just made me, I don't know what you said just made me think of this, but I just thought of this. Um, <laughs> tell me. In This is a, uh, I'm going to say in social media, but this applies to everything. So, like, with uh, Lainey making it big and, like, there's people looking at this or, like, maybe what you said on you just scrolling Instagram and seeing your friends, like, what they're doing. I think it comes back to the security and the centeredness, and there's two responses, I think, to seeing the post you have or seeing Lainey, whatever. It's like you scroll it and you see it and it's either you respond with being inspired by or proud of or respond with envy mm. and the difference between the difference between envy and inspiration is humility or a or security mm-hmm. I think
1: yeah. yeah 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 which is going to be so much easier to do with people you don't know oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but I think the gauge of if it's actually something you carry is whenever you see the people that you do know mm-hmm. and if your response is envy or inspiration mm-hmm. or celebration or yeah. down downplaying. Yeah. yeah. So true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, Sarah? Nope. Alright. Well, we've been uh, talking for over an hour now so before we... Jo- Josh and uh, us, we can talk for many an hour. Yeah, we'll
1: probably <laughs> continue on this for four. <laughs>
0: But uh, just to um, save your ear holes from fatigue, um, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll end this uh, episode of Deeply Curious here. Uh, just as a reminder, this podcast is sponsored by Hint Water. You can check out Hint by going to hint.co slash deeplycurious. Check out all the flavors. Try out the Hint Fizz uh, for my sake. Use me as inspiration. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not and, envy. Yeah, don't be envious of my water drinking, but be inspired by the fizzy goodness. Be inspired to drink Hint. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, drink Hint, Not Sugar. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. See ya.